song. Oh. Hit me. I should have seen it from the jump. Who would have knew what we become? You don't have to love me when it's easy. To take my heart away and run. You must have took off with the chauffeur. You put your bags all in the trunk. Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 117. We have returned. I'm yes, one of your are. hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Welcome. We are back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? Sports. Not- we could talk about the Dodgers real quick. Yeah, congratulations to the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they were stacked, man. Yeah. They really were. Getting Wookie bets was just, um, I mean, and him hitting that that run, that home run, yeah, he sealed it. And once he did that, I knew. I mean, I saw that that part of it. I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any like deep dive thoughts on it because obviously I didn't watch any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the we- I did notice they pulled the Rays pulled the pitcher who was playing really well. Yep. Uh, that was kind of weird, but yeah, I'm just impressed baseball got through the season, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> barely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. It, it was a weird, the last game was weird. Obviously Rays pulled their pitcher, obviously Justin Turner in the middle of the game getting, uh, co- <laughs> getting COVID in the middle of the game. <laughs> Uh, that, that, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, man, it, it was a bizarre. It was a bizarre season in general. Um, Tampa Bay kind of came out of nowhere uh, to yeah. be this good, which is cool. Um, they were definitely the underdogs, I would say, because like I said, Dodgers were stacked. Um, I'm just happy the Astros didn't win. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I- I don't know. Do you know how many games they played this year? Oh, uh, only, only 60. Yeah, seven. it was like 60, a small season, and then they had a bubble for the playoffs, I believe. I like that. I like it short. They need they need to do that more. Because, I mean, what is the point of playing the three games, the triple headers on teams where only people only go to one of the games? Yeah. Or, you know, one or two of the games. You're playing three different times in the same city i mean you know it that first game is definitely just for padding the the numbers at the end of the season so it's just confusing of why they did that in the first place but um i wonder i wonder if they'll find a middle ground i, I know they won't do all the seasons this short but i wonder if they'll find a middle ground between the long season and these short seasons yeah that would be nice but then again, they have no salary cap, so you know <laughs> the amount of money these guys make sometimes. To for them to only be playing sixty games a year, it, it might get messy. You know. Yeah, I, baseball is just a—they're just a weird sport to me. I, I don't even know how to like really describe it. They need to reform, like top to bottom. Not that it's bad. 
I mean, it's working, but there's some things they can improve for sure. Yeah, make it more appealing to like casual sports fans. Yeah, because that's the, one thing baseball has not ever done. I think the games being shorter would help with that. Yes, because you could have it, you know, tighter TV slot. People could watch it and like be ready to do something afterwards, other than sleep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like baseball. I'm glad. Um, glad they had a successful season. And congratulations to the Dodgers. Yeah, and uh, Clayton Kershaw specifically, <laughs> who finally broke through his demons. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's next? Where do you want to start with basketball? Because I really haven't been following like any. I haven't seen anything like super big outside of a couple of like, just coaching moves or kind of front office moves. Yeah, we could just we could just um say those the breaking the breaking news since last week. Yeah. Um Sam Cassell has joined Dunk in Philadelphia um as well as Daryl Morey as the new president on a 5-year deal out there. They also hired an assistant from Indiana, I believe. Yeah, I, I think I did see that. Do you remember who it was? No, but but he I I just remember he was from Indiana. Yeah. Okay. He was on the Pacers for a while, but I like that they're bringing in all these people, man. Yeah, me I too. I like I like I I don't think there's ever too many like outside eyes on on the game. So to yeah. have like a lot of different perspectives, the the organization can be a little bit more self aware with mm-hmm. the issues. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, free agency is where we'll really see if they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, but since apparently the season's coming sooner than we thought. Yeah. Uh, free agency's coming up soon. Yeah. And like you said, it shows that the 76ers are taking their team serious, you know, by yes. just revamping everything. Yes. They like understand that, that they're they can be better. Yeah. They're not just trying to, you know, tough it out and make it work with what they got. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Doc also says, uh, Dr. J said he's cool with Doc keeping the Doc nickname. So that's, that's great. <laughs> that that shouldn't even be news. <laughs> Doc, yeah. Doc is doing the most. I, I don't understand why. Yeah, I wouldn't have even mentioned uh, Dr. J if I was Doc Rivers. What for? I mean, that's, that's a situation. If Dr. J comes out and has a problem, that's that's a different conversation. But, you know, the other thing is, and we've talked about this this before, like these people know each other. Yeah. Like, it, nothing has to be public anymore. They just choose to make it public. Yeah. Like, you it's know, so unnecessary. Good and well, Doc Rivers has Dr. J's email. At least, maybe not his number, but he could reach him and say, yo, man, you know, you cool with it? It could have just been that, but we talk about that all the time, though. Uh, Steven Silas, assistant coach of the Mavericks, is finalizing a deal to become the Rockets' head coach. First time head coaching. Uh, that is a random name, I gotta say. 
I've seen him on the bench before. <laughs> I've seen him when um, Carlisle's been ejected. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's not the lead assistant, is he? I, I think he is. Oh, okay. Yeah, black guy? I I have no clue, to be honest. But this is similar to what Indiana did, I think. Mm-hmm. Where, obviously, we don't know how he's going to do because we've really never seen him, him in action. Yeah. Uh, but but when you bring in a guy from a good culture, a good organization, uh, that guy at least understands like what it takes to win. Yeah. What it takes to build a good team. Right. So the fact that he's coming in from Dallas would is an encouraging sign to me. Let me ask you this: Do you put any credence to the idea that? Teams, front offices don't want to bring a coach that is um, a coach whose fame will clash with the best players. Uh, I shouldn't say fame, but uh, like leadership, maybe. I I think presence probably because okay, presence is a good one. Yeah, yeah, because not necessarily them being a leader, but just the fact that the attention. You know, may be on them. I mean, George Carl has had the pro- had the issue a couple times. Um, Clearly, yeah. I mean, Phil Jackson had the issue in New York. To me, yeah. But to me, honestly, no. Do you think uh, teams look at that sometimes? I they might look at it, but that can't be. That can't influence your decision to such a massive extent that you know it's influencing whether you make the call to hire that person or not Mm -hmm. because like the nba in the nfl i understand that concern Mm -hmm. uh but in the nba it's obviously a star-driven league yeah uh and, and coaching coaching usually takes a back seat mm-hmm when when guys don't perform well, you don't really. It's it's not often you see the coaching being blamed for that, right? So I don't. I just don't think coaching in general has enough of enough power in the NBA. Well, I ask that because you see, recently a lot of these high profile teams have been aiming low. Well, not teams, but teams with high profile players have been aiming low in the coaching you know, profiles. And then the teams that have like a mid or low profile as far as the team, maybe one player is on the rise, they're aiming really high for their coaching. And I, I just wonder if that's uh why that is. Like, you know, obviously Ty Lu for LeBron in Cleveland was like really low. No offense to Ty Ty Lu, but it was out of nowhere compared to the other coaches that were available at the time, I'm sure. Um, I, you know, but Philly... See, the, with LeBron, it's a little bit different to me. Well, I mean, uh, Clippers going for Ty Lue was aiming low to me, too. No, but LeBron is weird because LeBron's never had, like, a high-profile great coach. No, he hasn't. Uh, and you would expect, like... Cleveland at some point I would expect would seek that out. Yeah. Uh, maybe not a specifically a high profile coach, but like a proven 
coach with more kind of, like you said, fame, I guess, more recognition. Well, look at OKC. They got Billy Donovan, who was just a college coach, never coached in the NBA, out of nowhere. Um, obviously, the Rockets are going for an assistant in Dallas. It's just It seems like the teams with these guys, the Hardens, the LeBrons, the Durant and Westbrooks, they're going to assistants or college coaches, but the teams where where the young guns are, are kind of aiming high, it looks like. But I, I'm not saying that happens all the time, but I just wonder why we hear more randoms when it's like high-profile players on the team. That's all I'm saying. You know what I think? I, I'm, I'm hoping the reason is that a lot of these younger, up-and-coming like assistants and, and guys who've coached around, mm-hmm. I think they're the allure for them is like they're more adaptable, or at least they come off that like they're more adaptable. Mm-hmm. Where I think a lot of these coaches who've succeeded in a certain way for a long period of time, the belief that they can adapt to certain things isn't there. You know what I mean? Like, we instantly, when we talked about Stan Van Gundy, we instantly went back to their, uh, to his Orlando success. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we, we don't really talk about, we didn't really talk about, he tried that in Detroit, and it really didn't work. Yeah, but the team was really bad. But that's the thing. Like, I've seen bad, a lot of bad teams play much better than Detroit does. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, to me, like... Stan didn't really do anything to elevate any of those unproven young guys. Right. So it's to me like I could see that perspective of this guy's been in Dallas. Uh, He's kind of been under Rick Carlisle and Rick Carlisle adapts to whatever the team kind of needs. And I think you bring that kind of thinking in and, Obviously, the Rockets have been stuck trying to succeed in one way. Yeah. That doesn't work. That's predictable. Right. Uh, so maybe I'm hoping that's kind of the thought process when they're hiring coaches. And also look in Brooklyn. Nash didn't even want to coach. Nash and Amari is your coaching staff yeah. right now. And they're completely out of nowhere. When you finish the year with someone who has been trying to coach for 10 years. Yeah, with Nash, I think it's a little bit more of like a creativity thing. Yeah. Because Nash is not a guy, like you said, he really doesn't have any coaching experience. Yeah. But Nash's like understanding of the game is great. Probably top five. <laughs> right. So I think Nash, I, I can imagine sitting for like, an, like let's just say an hour, two hour interview with him. He probably, if I'm running Brooklyn and I got this roster... He probably gave me ideas that I didn't even think that could work. Yeah. Or didn't even, like, come up with, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm hoping it's primarily a basketball, like, the the, the thought process behind coaching hires is, like, basketball-related. Maybe. Yeah. Because if, if, if you are right with your kind of theory, I'm, then no, that no, 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 really no. says a lot about these star players i'm not saying i believe that i'm just saying i i think there has to be but it is a trend yeah that's all i'm saying i'm just noticing a trend 
I'm not saying I, I think it is. I do think yeah. it says something about chemistry sometimes because a lot of coaches come in like, all right, come on, you guys know me. You're going to listen to me. I have respect. But then you got guys like, you know, I'm not going to say any names, but you got guys who seemingly don't respect anybody because they average 30 points a game and they say, well, I got respect and I've been running this team. You know, I think that clash is something that GMs and presidents, you know, look at, but I don't know if it's, I don't know if they can predict it all the time, but I know sometimes some, there's some players that are just clear that it's going to be a clash. Yeah. And it always has been, but I, I, I'm not saying that that's like often. Cause I think some coaches, you know, they're more professional than to let it yeah. clash, but the players have to be the professional ones. Cause they're the ones making $30 million, you know, that, you're right. The whole coaching staff doesn't make as much as the best player on the team. So it's just like like I said, it's a very star driven league and I'm hoping I always fall back to what Toronto did with you know, Casey to Nick Nurse. Mm-hmm. Because to- the Raptors were so close for so long with Dwayne Casey. They were. But if you look back, they were just stuck at being who they were. Yeah. You know, you can, how how many years can you lose to LeBron until you make a, a structural change, right? With how you play, and Dwayne Casey never did that, so he had to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nick Nurse came in, and all of a sudden they went from a they were always a good defensive team to now they play defense like they invent a new defense for star players. Yeah, Dwayne yeah, Casey we- never even had that idea. Right. And Nurse got, you know, the luck of the draw with the trade and not having to play LeBron. But you're right. You're absolutely right. He elevated the team in a different way that I'm confident that if LeBron was there, I think he would have had problems against them and, you know, different problems than he would have against the Dwayne Casey team. And it just it felt like Nick Nurse instilled a lot more confidence into the players. Definitely the bench players. Right. And yeah. but like Kyle Lowry especially. Yeah. Like Kyle Lowry was co- was confident even when he played like garbage. Yeah. Under was. Dwayne Casey that was not the case. Yeah. To to me at least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know man. It's 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 a weird dynamic with these star players. We'll we'll see how this trend continues to go. Yeah. This is something we could come back to in 2 years and it'll be Maybe a different story or more of a story, honestly. Right. Yep. Um, other than that, as far as the NBA, has been a lot of speculation, ex- teams expecting of, to pursue. A lot of workout clips, a lot of pickup clips. I got to be honest, man. John does not look good in the workout clips. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just giving you a warning. I don't know if you saw him. I, I don't like how he's playing in the pickup games at all. <laughs> he looks basic. He's playing. And I, he was playing as like guys I recognized from college basketball five years ago that are washed, and he's just barely competing. I know he's yeah. just he's not trying to get hurt. I know how those guys they just you know go up and down, but he's I don't like it. A lot of jump shots that are off. 
a lot my, of just. I will say I noticed his his spot up shot looks a little bit different. Uh-huh. It's it's a little bit more like in front of his head than like all the way to his right shoulder. Yeah. Uh, which is I think is a good change. But to me, like again, the way he plays just from pickup, even at you know fifty percent or whatever it is, it looks like his game is the same. Yeah. So, but I I don't want to I don't want to speculate too much. I gotta see him play. Yeah. What do you um What do you know about this Toronto not having an arena thing? Uh, nothing. First, I'm hearing of this. Uh, so Toronto, because of COVID, right? They're not gonna let them play in the Raptors arena and right because Park. of the country travel. Yeah. So they're trying to find another arena to play in, and they're like asking a bunch of um bunch of cities, you know, about the infrastructure what it would be like for them to have home games there. Um I've seen the Kansas City um I've seen that arena get a lot of um a lot of traction for it. Uh I think I saw Vegas. Um I think it's pretty interesting. I don't think that's ever happened where a team just had to completely abandon their arena. For a season, yeah, uh, that's tough, man. That's such a disadvantage. Uh, I don't know. Mhm. I really don't know how you can overcome that. The uh, Louisville Arena was one where the um, you know, University of Louisville plays. That was another one that was gaining traction. Yeah. Um. That was the first one I saw, uh, and I think I think Patino was actually helping set that up somehow. Um, now Mahomes wants them in Kansas City <laughs> randomly, uh, so yeah, I think I guess they do have to stay east because I heard Vegas, but then they that was like the first one that they kind of x xed off because. Yeah, man, I think it would be cool if they go to an area that's. That doesn't have really like basket kind of like Seattle, yeah. If if that was an option, you know, just because you come in and the fan base will be excited about you being there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what whatever ten percent of that fan base or whatever, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, if there's really no, if the fan, you know, the fans are gonna be limited throughout the season, it might not be as much of a difference. Mhm. Uh but you know you, you get used to your home court. Right. And having to completely go to a new to me that's a that's a tough adjustment probably especially for role players. Uh-huh. Uh I would assume when you you know Lowry's been there for 7 8 9 years. Yeah. Uh kind of throws your routine off but but we're in a weird time, so you got to adjust. And, and Toronto, I think, as far as the organization, I think they could pull it off. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, t- I, I don't know where. I really don't. It's it's interesting. We'll see what happens with that. We'll stay updated on that for sure. You mentioned college basketball. Let, let's talk about this uh, Arizona situation. <laughs> Yeah, 
So, uh, we've talked on here a lot about, well, at least I have, about me being, um, well, just, Sean Miller has been shady for a while. And worst part is, these first five, uh, allegations, level one allegations, are not any of the reasons why I thought he was shady. So that makes him, you know, a lot more shady than I even thought. And it's bribes, it's recruiting violations, it's um, fraud, it's corruption. Yeah, man. The first title ever taken away was Louisville. I don't remember what year now. Um, And that was for one level one violation. Sean has five. Facing five. And then four others that he has allegations for that, you know, are like behind that are coming in the next wave. So this is this does not look good for Arizona, the college or the college basketball program. Uh, Honestly, man, I'm happy he's going to be gone. Yeah, me too. Because Arizona has been we talked about it with some of the NBA coaching. Arizona has been stuck being who they are yeah uh and to me like every time i watch them play their 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 system really doesn't show you anything right uh and to me he's had all these pros he's had all these good college players and they don't even stack up to the top tier teams most most years right and that to me, like, I don't understand. I don't know what the culture was like, but with all these allegations, the culture couldn't have been that good. Right. Uh, so now, you know, he was getting all these pros. I'm starting to get concerned how he was getting all these pros. Yeah. Uh, and to me, if one, two, or even just three of them are proven true, he, he needs to be gone. Yeah. He needs to be gone, and I would say he's going to have to forfeit some wins. Some. He may a have a to large forfeit, amount. He may have to forfeit all his wins. How it's looking. Five? How it's looking, I agree with you, man. If, if, if all of these are accurate, if all of these are true, oh, 100%. Get him out of here. Erase the, the history of his coaching. <laughs> Yeah, man. And, you know, I I cited Sean Miller before when I noticed that he's had four players that have, um, at whatever level, have faced uh, suspensions for banned substances. Four players from Arizona. (laughs) I mean, two of them were at Arizona, two of them were in the NBA. That's not a coincidence. I mean, how many? There's only like three players two players a year that ever get any banned substance, you know, uh, any banned substance suspensions in the NBA. And two of them came from Arizona. Well, three of them came from Arizona. That's something's weird about that. So, and like I said, they're not even digging into that (laughs) here. So it's a lot going on. You know what pisses me off is that Calipari, John, Kentucky coach, yeah. would would be the front runner for these kinds of like allegations to me. 
But like, he's you... squeaky clean from what we know. Yeah. And it shows if he's really squeaky clean, then these coaches should be honestly ashamed of themselves. Yeah. Because if he's squeaky clean, then he is dogging these coaches in recruiting. Right. He is. And all these other coaches are like desperate. All, not all these other coaches, but Patino and Miller specifically are doing all these shady things to bring talented players there. Coach K too. Right. I mean, so, like, let's not forget the Zion issue. Zion's right. family got money from Duke. Um, right. And come on. Listen, at least Calipari has always been a good recruiter. Like, Coach K went from, like, being basic to being fire. Like, in two years, all of a sudden, he was, like, top five recruiter. Yeah. Like, JJ wasn't even, only had, like, three looks. And that was his best player up until all of a sudden he has five of the top 15 players in the country every year. Yeah, that 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 ratio is insane to me because he's had like random, you know, Grant Hill I think was one. He wasn't that heavily recruited either. Uh, I I think, well, I don't know how recruited Shane Battier was, but he was another guy who had a really good college career. Boozer. Uh, but that that ratio from like one every now and then, you know, Leitner was another one. Yeah. Uh, at one every now and then, two every now and then, to five every year. You don't just flip the switch. Out of no, nowhere. no shot. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, you don't just flip that switch. And the thing is, it's not about the players being good. It's about how regarded they are at a high school. Like, cause right. look at the other side. Um, Roy Williams, he's been he's turned players into fire in college that weren't. Like, I don't think that team that won with Hansborough, Lawson, and Ellington, I don't think yeah. any of them were, like, McDonald's All-Americans. Maybe one. They weren't, like, a team full of All-Americans. They were just yeah. a team full of good players that Roy turned into NBA prospects. But Coach K has guys who were NBA prospects in middle school <laughs> yeah. all the way up to Duke. All of a sudden, like I said, that flipping that switch is crazy. Calipari, as soon as he started coaching, he had top-level recruits. Um, I remember Rose got in trouble that time for the uh, SAT thing, but they didn't they didn't bring that back to Calipari. Didn't Ro- Derek have um, someone took yeah. his SATs for him or something? I remember something along those lines. They couldn't trace that. It was a long time ago, though. Yeah, but that was that was one of his first like OD recruiting classes. Um, but yeah, so like you said, these teams that are desperate, these coaches that are desperate, doing weird stuff to get these crazy players, and even Patino, yeah, he hasn't gotten like, even Patino didn't get any like crazy top five, top ten recruits, even you know throughout his career, but right. you know we already know that story, uh, and Sean, like you said, man, it's just. He gets this high-level talent. They do nothing, over nothing and over every year. How many years are we gonna allow? You know, as a as an athletic director or whoever's in charge. Yeah. Usually, it's the athletic director. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many years are you gonna allow that to happen, 
you look like, for example, you mentioned Roy Williams. Look at what he's had to struggle with the last three years. Hot garbage. Garbage. And he's struggling through it. He's trying to coach through it. And he's fighting his way through it. Yeah, and he's still making players out of some of these guys that have no business playing college basketball. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Roy Williams hasn't had a lit team or like a really, you know, memorable top-tier team since the John Henson left, since Marcus Page left. Yeah, that was like four or five years ago. Four or five years ago. And to me, that team was not that good. Right. Page's team. To me, honestly, they're like real last top-tier recruit, like guy you know is going to the league, is going to be a league player, was Harrison Barnes. Yeah. And that was like a decade ago. Right. Yeah, So absolutely, I, he was the last one. Yeah, so to me, like, the fact that these these coaches struggle through it, and then you look at what Sean Miller is doing and underperforming while cheating, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he should be punished harshly. Yeah. Even if it's like two or even one. Because Patino lost a title to one. Yeah. And that team wasn't even the team that he committed the violation with. Exactly. That's what, I mean, that's what hurt me because I really did like right. that team. But, I mean, at least take the wins from the year that I did the thing. Exactly. I mean, Miller, if he if he has five, it really shouldn't matter what years they are. Just take them all. All. Because they only took Patino. They took the best year he had. Take it. Okay. Since Sean had five, take all of them. None of them were good years. <laughs> they were all equally trash years. That's crazy, man. I, I'm. I just hope. I'll, I'm gonna be happy to see Arizona get like a cultural overhaul. Yeah. And I don't mind if they're a mediocre team for a number of years because of that. Yeah, me too. That's what college basketball is. Yeah. Yep. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see one of their um, former players get that job. They've had a lot of former guys I think have really good IQ, you know, high level in the NBA, high level, um, high high integrity guys. I'd like to see one of them get that job. Maybe Richard uh, Jefferson. Um, well, I won't say uh, Mike Bibby's high integrity, but he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's been coaching for a while. Maybe he'll have yeah. a shot. You know, he, he's coached, like, four state championships in high school in a row. Yeah. Maybe he'll have a shot. Uh, you know, I, I hope one of those guys will get a shot at that at that um, that job. Um, I agree, man. Even I would like to see that. Jason Terry. I mean, I don't know if he wants to coach, but I, I don't think he'd be a bad college, uh, someone to have on your college staff. Yeah. Been around. Good coaches. I, I just nine is such an insane number to me in this case. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, they, dude, you have you almost have more violations than I have fingers. <laughs> Come on, man! What are you doing? Nine is all they've found. Oh like my I said, god! They're, they're gonna find that steroid thing, dude. I'm telling you, is there? Mark my words, it is there. <laughs> Someone is gonna find out, especially now. Because they're probably looking around for people to, you know, spill the beans. Right. Looking around for some witnesses. 
Yeah, man. It is something it may be more. <laughs> it may be more coming. Uh yeah, it's 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 bad. It's really bad. I mean, ever since they launched that investigation that like a I don't remember if it was an FBI, but it was like an yeah. official bribe investigation or was, something like that. It was FBI, yeah. Okay. They've they found in the article I saw there like a lot of the top tier teams have been found to some extent, you know, doing something. It was all with Adidas though, right? That I was one thing so. I thought was kind of weird. It was a lot of the Adidas schools did it. It was Louisville, Michigan. Um, somebody else is big with Adidas. I don't remember, but yeah, I thought that was kind of awkward. Cause then I wonder, like, well, why do you keep going to the coaches and not to the company at that point? You know? Yeah. I guess because the coaches are the the face of the team. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. NFL. Did you watch any games this weekend? Yeah, I watched more games than I wanted to. Uh, because some of them were really, really trash. I watched, let's see, let me look at the, I watched Steelers Titans, great game. Oh, I watched Browns Bengals. Oh, I hate you, man. You get so much better games than I do. Well, I'm in Nashville, so I obviously get that game. I watched the Browns Bengals. That was, that was a fire game. I didn't think it would be, but it turned out to be crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I watched, uh, I did not. I watched um, Bucks Raiders. I watched Patriots 49ers. I was on at the same time, but I was flipping back and forth. Watched Seahawks, Cardinals, and yes, I saw that one. That was that was a fun game too. That's I started the Chiefs one. I turned it off, obviously. <laughs> yeah, uh, you think Odell makes a comeback on a different team? I hope it's on a different team, but just just as like a top tier receiver. Yeah. I do. I think he, I think he's one of those, one of those freaks that it, it's gonna take a lot more than that. Especially, I mean, and just the kind of guy he is. I don't know. I, I know that doesn't mean a lot because your body, when your body says no, it says no. But sometimes, I have faith in the guys who are really mentally strong, which although it doesn't look like it, I think with his body he is mentally strong. Um, so yeah, I, have, I agree with that. I have faith. I have faith he can come back from that. What do you think? Uh, I don't know, man. He's getting up there in age. He is. Uh, he's probably going to be 30 by the time he comes back. So I, I hope he comes back in a situation where he doesn't have to carry the, the weapons, I guess. He'll be a free agent when he comes back, won't he? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. I don't understand why Baker and him, like, never had any chemistry. Baker didn't throw him the ball. But, like, Baker is a better quarterback when he's, when Odell isn't playing. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And obviously not to the extent that we saw against the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, but like, he's always been a significantly better quarterback when he has like random players catching the, his passes. Yeah, that's true. Cause he had that stretch rookie year. I didn't know a single guy 
that he was throwing to. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, and to me, maybe, maybe this kind of allows him to to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but clearly, him and Odell were a bad fit. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that was a good game. Burl, Burl looks good, man. He I'm, does. He's not. I don't think he's getting enough press for how good he looks. I think he looks great. I mean, as good as he could look. Seeing the guys he's throwing to, not that they're trash, but it's like the team is obviously not well put together. Like I, they yes. have good pieces, but to me, they're losing the right way because they're competing. They are competing. And there's teams. There's a couple teams I've talked about them. They they don't even compete. Yeah, that's true. And, and Bro is a he's a fighter. He's a warrior. Yeah, he clearly's he's showing early signs of great leadership. And and we we talk everybody talks about how important that is with quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to see. Yep. Yep. What do you think about Cam, man? Man, that was disgusting. <laughs> it was just a gross man. game. He played like hot garbage. He played terrible. Oh my god! Three picks and fifteen passes. Yeah. Every five passes you throw into the other team, yeah. One of them, one of them was a tip. You know, yeah. he threw it kind of behind him. It bounced off. They got it. So I cut him some slack on that one. But the other two were just out, just completely careless. One of them you was just is, like man. not even close. Yeah, this is to me. Cam is a prime example of athleticism over fundamentals. Absolutely. Always has been. Where, right. Where when you don't develop the, when you develop athleticism first, you rely on it. Yeah. And Cam is at a point now where it's, it's too late. Like, dude, you don't bend your legs when you throw the ball. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Yeah. Like that to me is mind blowing. You know, I understand missing throws. Every quarterback misses throws, but you're you're not even you're making bad throws because you're not throwing the ball correctly. Mm-hmm. You're not disciplined with how you throw the ball. Right. Which to me, you've been hurt for so long, especially with shoulder injuries. That's that's you should have been mastering the fundamentals the last two three years. Yeah, I agree. And clearly he hasn't. And I don't know if that's just because his athleticism was so dominant for so long. But at, we're at a point now where it's it's too late to expect him to develop them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, he has to... Uh, he... I don't like saying this about players, but when I watch him play, it looks like he's trying so hard to not look uncool at any moment on the field. And I, I hate that in players and I like Cam, yes. but he looks like, man, if I do anything that isn't cool, like I'm <laughs> like, that is his bad game when he doesn't look cool. Yes. And I know that sounds crazy and it's not like a, uh, intellectual, football analysis but it's a person analysis and it just it doesn't look like he really is trying to it it just doesn't look like a team effort from him 
Hey, man. I hate to say it, but that that Super Bowl play when he watched the ball bounce around is going to probably come back to define him. Yeah, might. Uh, with the way his career is kind of turning out. Because if he can't finish the season as a starter, I mean, what are we talking about here? He's not going to be a quarterback for much longer. Right. He might get a you know a, a, a veteran's minimum chance with somebody else. But if you're failing in New England, I mean, how many more options you got? <laughs> right. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping. I don't want him out of the league, man. No, no. Me either. Definitely not. Uh, I think, you know, he could still be a guy. If you're a run-based team, he can elevate your team. Absolutely. Because he could do that Lamar Jackson thing. Obviously not as dynamically as Lamar can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just... It's hard to picture an organization committing to that play style. Right. So, I hope I hope he figures it out, man. He's got like two games, maybe. Think so? That's it? I mean, he got pulled mid-game. <laughs> they were down by 25. <laughs> but to me, if he's trash next game, he's not just going to get pulled... He's gonna be replaced as a starter. Yeah, I I got you. Yeah, if he's his only his only saving grace is that the New England quarterback situation is is nothing. Right. So he might get you know another chance after that, but if he can't do something this season, it is dark skies ahead. This game was the first game. I mean, he hasn't played amazing much. He played amazing. He played good the first two games, I think it was. Yeah. But obviously he's been out, but this is by far the only game to me where he's been trash. Like, he's been not good, but there's a big difference between not good and trash. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this was like the, this was definitely the step in the trash direction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, On the flip side, though, <laughs> Tom... The GOAT. Defying age. Dude, he played fantastic the last game. Best, I, I think it was probably the best individual quarterback performance of the season so I, far. I agree. Uh, Russell Wilson probably will disagree with that, and he, he should. Yeah, and he'll probably uh, top it. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me, but man, that was... What Tom Brady showed me is everything I doubted he could do, he showed me last week. Yeah. Those tough, tough passes. Dude, the the arc on his throws. And they were all right on the money. Yeah, man. (laughs) I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect, most of them. Yeah. You you know what? One thing, uh, side note, I need to remember that, like, Gronk only stopped playing because he wanted to. Like, <laughs> like I forget Gronk is not like washed, like he's right. still kind of prime. <laughs> like it, when you think, oh, he came out of retirement, I think, oh, you know, like he's he shouldn't be playing, but no, he he's still. Yeah, it wasn't elite. like a Jason Witten situation, right? 
he's still elite. Like he still should be playing as long as he wants to at this moment. Yeah. Um, cause he's still, he's still great, man. He's still a beast. Yeah. They're tough. Really, really, really tough. You know, I, I'm a little, they are tough and they look like they look complete right now. Yeah. But I'm hesitant to commit to them as like a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, and now they have a tumor on the team. I, I that was that was gonna be my closing thought with them, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, before I get to that, I, it's just to me there's this idea all of a sudden that Brady's already changing the culture. Mm-hmm. When two weeks ago this team couldn't stop fouling a soul, right? You know what I mean? And that could easily come back in the playoffs. They had some dumb ones this last game. 100%. And Bruce Arians has, like, he has established that kind of messy, kind of uncoordinated style that they've had. Yeah. And Tom, by himself, is not changing that. Right. So uh, if they expect Tom to do what he just did, they are they are not a Super Bowl favorite. That's fair. The only other thing I love about them is, I mean, they look crazy rushing the quarterback right now. Yeah. It, like, they're scary. They're, to me, they're one of the t- probably three teams, I would say, are scary coming after the quarterback. Uh, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, and uh, the Rams. Yeah. I mean, they're just I, – I would, like, second-guess throws just because of those guys coming at me. Yeah. I'd be doing the Aaron Rodgers thing, like break records for throwaways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, man, they, they come at you quick. Yeah. But like you said, they decided to develop a tumor or bring a tumor to the team. Yeah. And I, I don't understand why there's this comfort to him coming back. Comfort for who? Like, just sports media in general. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's this kind of like, oh, well, Seattle was going to get him. They didn't really need him, but okay. Tampa Bay doesn't really need him, but okay. Oh, he's going to Tampa. Now they're the Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> this is a guy, if anybody doesn't deserve, uh, forget second chance. Let's let's go with maybe fifth. Yeah fifth maybe 10th with all the nonsense he's done since being kicked out the league yeah this is a guy who he has definitively proven i care about myself more than i care about the team yeah like he he clearly showed us that he played in pittsburgh for seven years with that kind of logic yep and now all of a sudden he's back just be, what just because he's desperate to be in the league. That's what we thought when he came to the Patriots. Yep. I mean, this is a guy who I list last time we talked about him, I listed off all the f- insane nonsense that he was doing. Yeah. Uh and I lost my voice that episode I remember. And I was so happy thinking we would never have to talk about him again. Yeah. And he's, you were... and he's back. <laughs> yeah. It, the two teams... I don't understand why the two teams that probably don't need him the most wanted him so bad. 
Seahawks definitely do not need him. I, I just don't get it. Like, Bruce Arians is saying all the right things, like, oh, if one mess up and he's gone, you know, one selfish thing, he's out of there, any, like, he acts up, he's gone. I, I would be more afraid if he doesn't act up. Can you imagine that luxury in the NBA? Dude. <laughs> that you could you could just get rid of somebody whenever? <laughs> Man, that would be a blessing <laughs> for some teams. Yeah. But I, was, I, I say that because the NFL coaches take it for granted. Like, it's just a... Why waste the time? Why waste everyone on the team's time if you feel that way you know why waste the money if you feel that way i I really don't understand (laughs) and i know they're not like breaking the bank for him but like this is a guy i'm more afraid if he stays on the team for eight nine weeks yeah if he comes in and a week later he does some nonsense he's out of there okay no harm no foul but imagine if he, this is a guy who I firmly believe, kid, erode the team chemistry over time. Yep. I mean, honestly, Toomer, as disrespectful as it is, couldn't be a better word to describe him. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who, nobody else had helmet issues, but but he does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, forget forget the feel of the football stuff. This is a guy who was accused of sexual harassment, and his initial reaction was threatened the person directly threatened the person accusing him of it. Yeah. How many people get s- accused of sexual harassment unfairly or you know f- based on nonsense? It's com- N- very rare. Very <laughs> Very rare. None none of them attack their accusers by text. Right. But that was this guy's first reaction. Yeah. His instinct. I I mean, like, I honestly believe he could just, he could kill team chemistry over time. And I, I don't care what upside he's bringing. I would not take that chance. Yeah, me too. Blows my mind, man. I gotta give... I gotta give Ben Roethlisberger some credit, man. Uh, he played like trash his last game, but he dealt with a lot. <laughs> he did, man. He's dealt with a lot of wild stuff, man, on these teams. Um, you know, Le'Veon now on the Chiefs. Like they're making super teams in the NFL now. <laughs> <laughs> Can the, oh man, and Le'Veon was a weird one too because I never seen an offensive line like throw the running back under the bus. Yeah, that that to me is like, can you imagine if if Rondo? Let's just throw out Rondo's averaging fifteen assists to LeBron, and then LeBron says, "Yo, I hate this guy." Yeah. Like that that's the kind of thing it was cuz the offensive line was like making him look incredible and then they're like yo this this guy's completely selfish. Yeah. I that, I've never seen that before honestly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um I want to I want to talk about the Steelers and Titans game, but it was kind of a weird game where 
the Titans should have tied it because they missed a field right. goal. But I don't really – no one really stood out for me in this game. Yeah, I mean, from what I saw, and I obviously I didn't see the game, but it's just – they're both two really good teams. Yeah, it was a it was a good battle. I would I would like for them to run into each other in the playoffs. Yeah, me too. That would be a, that would be a fun playoff matchup. Before the season started, we both talked about how curious we were to see the Steelers, and you know, yeah, they're killing six and zero. They are, dude. My they were. That's the thing, though. The reason I think why we were so curious is because they were competent last year, even without Ben. Yeah. Like their their quarterback situation was a mess. Yep. Uh, but they were still a a playoff. You know, they were fighting for a playoff spot late in the season. Yeah. But I mean, Ben gives this team an offensive dynamic, uh, similar to Mahomes, mm-hmm. where he's just the, he's got a cannon. Yeah, and that's why I always compare the two. I mean, it's it's very similar to him and how. How they hit guys, man, it's just crazy. It, it's, like you said, it's just a cannon. And it's yeah, unstoppable. And, and you mix that up. You mix up that, like, gunslinger, f- you know, 40-point potential every game with with a fierce pass rush. Yep. And, and great linebackers. You got a recipe for a good football team. And you know, shout-out to uh, Mike Tomlin because – what he said when uh, I don't know if it was the Le'Veon or the Antonio Brown situation, but when he said I, we just want guys who want to play, I see it. Facts. I see it on the field. These guys just want to play football. Isn't nothing else to it for, especially their offense. I mean, they just go out there and play, and I think that helps Ben because, you know, kind of what we were talking about with presence. Ben is a presence on the team. I don't think anyone else has any desire to be a presence on the Steelers. Yeah. They just want to Mike play. Mike Tomlin, man, he's he's a top-tier coach. He is. He is. And, and you know, he's a top-tier locker room leader. I mean, and when I say that, I don't mean, you know, he gets everyone to do what he says, but he knows he knows his guys. He knows character. Yes. When he sees And he, he knows how to, like overcome that or work around it yeah he does yeah that's that's such a rare coaching talent man it is it is it is and it takes character to do that yeah uh so yeah uh, i gotta give him props because although i thought they'd be good six and oh i i would not have thought that i yeah man uh, my one thing is ben ben is still too much of a gunslinger <laughs> He is. I'm I'm hoping he reigns that in come playoff time. Uh-huh. Uh because the turnovers, you know, it, any given Sunday turnovers will kill you. Yeah, but you, you know what's nice about the Steelers and I don't know if it's Tomlin, I don't know if it's the team, but they they rely on that. <laughs> like they count on the fact that Ben is going to yeah. do something he's going to be a daredevil. And they it works. It works yeah, for man. him. Because um, you know he's going to throw some flashy pass every every game. It's always going to be a highlight pass that might not have made it there. 
hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it. You can see now that Ben is back. The torch passing to Mahomes. I mean, Ben got a couple more years, maybe two or three, but you can see how like Mahomes is two point of Ben. Not the same, but he's a step up because you don't yeah. get the turnovers that you get with Ben, really. Um, at least not yet, but, you know. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, what do you think uh the, the night game, Seahawks-Cardinals? Uh, You know what, man? The Seahawks, I didn't like how the Seahawks looked overall. Um, And that's the first time I, I probably have said that. And maybe it's just because Russell, for some reason, it looked like Russell had to work really hard this game. And harder than he should have had to. Yeah. He had to run a lot. I mean, when I say run a lot, not a lot of times, but he had to make really long runs. He had to improvise. Uh, but, you know, Tyler Lockett was on fire. <laughs> yeah, man. he's. I, I just don't like how they... They're getting comfortable with Russell Wilson, like, being incredible. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, and to me, I think the Cardinals are a complete fluke. I mean, they just played Dallas and now Seattle, two of the probably worst defenses. Yeah. So, I, I'm not really confident that they're good yet. Yeah. Uh, but the, the the excitement is there, for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, Kyler didn't wow me. But when it came to the receivers, he has really good receivers. I mean, I know. Adam Hopkins, they look, they are a talented team, big time. Really talented. Yeah, man, I, I'm loving the, the safety. Buda Baker, mm-hmm. man, he looks crazy. Yeah, he does. Uh, d- did you catch any that I didn't name? Yeah, man, I, I always get the, the, wa- the Washington games. <laughs> I had it on. To be fair, I didn't like. I wasn't co- tuned in, but I, I was keeping an eye on like the big plays and the impactful plays. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've I've roasted the Cowboys like every week since the season started. Yeah. Uh, but they somehow managed to top it, like top it every week. I just feel sorry for them at this point. Bro, they quit. They quit after the first drive. <laughs> Do you like Kyle Allen? Like, is he good? I guess the Cowboys defense, he looked he looked like Mahomes <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I I do. I think he's a solid, you know, middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Okay. Uh, but he shouldn't be out there finger-pointing at the camera when he's dodging every defender. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Dude, the Cowboys are an utter disaster. Yeah, they are. You remember I mentioned earlier, uh, who who were we talking about that was losing the right way? It's the Bengals. Right the Bengals, with Joe Burrow leading the way, doing a great job. Yeah. The Cowboys are losing in the worst possible way. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing, you know... You lose to the Seahawks. You 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 lose to these other teams, dude. Washington sucks. Yep. And you quit after the first drop, dude. I've never seen a team more committed to getting their coach fired. Yeah. 
And for Jerry Jones to, to, to get upset that they're questioning the leadership in the locker room, you had to watch this game. Like, there was no leadership to be found in on anybody with a star on their uniform. Yep. I mean, Andy Dalton, this is how insane this game was. Andy Dalton decided, yo, these offensive linemen aren't protecting me, so I'm going to chew them out. Yep. Which, should he have done? Again, watching the game, 100% yes. Mm-hmm. Because he was getting slaughtered out there. Yeah. And then, next next drive, he gets practically killed. Nobody gives a fuck. Right. Like, that, that blows my mind. That really... I, I can't fathom... I, I don't know if... I, like, I don't know if Andy Dalton's an asshole. I don't know if maybe he's not really a team guy. But for your quarterback to get, like, slaughtered, to brutally get destroyed like that, completely dirty hit, by the way. Yeah. No doubt, no question. Completely dirty hit. For, for everybody to just stand there as if, like, what is going on? We're confused. That 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 blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, and it just got worse. I mean, they're they're a joke. Right now, they're a joke of an organization. Because Jerry Jones can't be self-aware. Yeah. He's dude. He said something like stupid, like, uh, "I'm proud of how McCarthy is handling adversity." <laughs> you hired Mike McCarthy so he could lose and look look confident while losing. He's only handled adversity really the last two games. The rest of it has just been losing. <laughs> the rest of it has just I mean, been trash. Mike Nolan over here doing a press conference. He he gets Tabasco sauce in his eye. They're just a joke. They're an utter joke. He got Tabasco sauce in his eye? Yeah, dude. <laughs> he had to stop the press conference and go, like, clear out his eye. And you had to see it. He didn't just, like... He didn't just, like, touch his eye for a second. <laughs> he, like, dug into his eye with the finger. <laughs> I have to I have to see that. I didn't see that. You have to see the clip. The way he picks his eye, I'm like, dude, are you stupid? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't understand. Mike McCarthy's gonna be gone. Maybe it's not now. I mean, if they keep if they keep quitting, McCarthy has to go. Yeah, you know, this- we'll really. Oh, go ahead. I think we'll really find out. How selfish Jerry Jones is throughout the the rest of this season. Yeah, we will. I'm sure. Uh, real quick, Eagles looked good against the Giants. Uh, you said yeah, last, I saw that one too. You said last week that you were looking forward to this to show you. Yeah, man, the Eagles are just so so limited. <sighs> man, if Danny if Danny could have finished that run. <laughs> You know, the Giants uh, are another team, by the way. The Giants are another team who are losing the right way. Yeah. Yeah, they Shout are. Shout out to their uh, Joe Judge, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which was, you know, we were laughing and making fun of the hire. Yeah. And he's showing that he he could establish a culture of competitiveness on the Giants. Yeah. Which, to me, is step one. Yep. Yep. 
But that stumble, man, I, I'm not going to roast him for the stumble. That that I've seen that happen to a lot of guys. Yeah, me too. It was funny, though. It, it, it was, just, yeah, it just the way he, like, it was really slow. I wish he would have just stumbled and quickly, like, dropped. It, you know, it, it looked worse because his stride looked great. Yeah. Like, it's different when it's, like, Ben trying to run or (laughs) Andy Dalton trying to get a run and they don't look like runners. Yeah. Danny looks like a runner (laughs) and still lost it. That's what made it look funnier to me. I mean, cooler, but still funnier. Yeah. But the Eagles are, like, they're a good competitive organization, and you're seeing it because they're competing against great teams. They're competing against bad teams. Yeah. But they're just so limited. Like, I can't picture them getting a blowout win the rest of the year. Yeah, me either. They're going to have to work their ass off to get to, you know, seven, eight wins if they even get there. Wentz's percentage was atrocious this game. But he still had a lot he's of He's like yards. a warm-up quarterback. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a guy who it takes him a while to, like, settle into the game. Yeah, he's a volume <laughs> volume quarterback. Yeah, he's he's – but I see that Big Ben thing to him. Yeah. Where he'll make, like, the spectacular wild throw. Yeah, he does. He's just got a lot more of the the downsides of Big Ben. <laughs> yeah. But again, when you have no protection, no running game, no receivers, I mean, it's hard to be consistent. Yeah. So, the fa- it's, it's really incredible to me that they're competing in every game they're in. Yeah. Me too. It is incredible. I think so too. Uh, let's see what any other sports in general. I saw the I saw the Rams just punish the Bears. Oh yeah, yeah. I I didn't. That was I I was looking forward to that and I was so let down. Yeah, I, I didn't realize uh, I didn't realize the Bears were kind of good this year. I was right. I, I was off on that one. I knew the Rams were looking good. The Rams always are pretty. You know, they're a regular season team. Uh, but the Bears, they've been, they've been competing well, winning games. Yeah. The Bears, man, they've just, I don't know how, when, I wish they would suck for a year, to be honest with you. Why? So they could draft a goddamn quarterback. Because <laughs> if you notice, they've had to look for quarterbacks for, for like, forever, it feels like. Yeah. I mean, Trubisky was a, a wild swing and a miss. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how many more chances they're going to get because they're always good enough to be a solid team. Right. I'd like to... Which, which is a good thing. I'd like them for get, to get like a good... Uh, you know, someone with... Um, what am I looking for? Someone with some showtime as a quarterback like a baker yeah or even a, um what's the kid's name <laughs> uh what's his name the one that doesn't play anymore that was uh johnny manzel yeah yeah even something like yeah that. like a swagger to him yes they need some swagger in chicago yeah. yes uh there's something that people can look forward to the quarterback for once yeah. And every time, I mean, they, they've been this way for a while since Cutler was there. It's just like the quarterback is like the weakest part of the team, even personality-wise. 
Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I don't understand why they committed to Nick Foles so fast. Because mm-hmm. he's, yeah, Trubisky makes, you know, he's not really that good of a quarterback. But he does have some games where he does, he like, he has swagger. Yeah, I like Trubisky He makes these crazy Foles. athletic plays. He does. Yeah. Foles doesn't have that. Foles looks scared a lot of times to me. Yeah. Honestly. And Trubisky, even when he was bad, he was still fearless. And, yeah. um, you know, if, if I'm going to lose, I'd rather the fearless guy than the safe guy. Yeah. But that's the thing. They were 3-0 and with Trubisky. Yeah. He said the benching or, happened mean, out of nowhere. I mean, he was playing bad the one game. They put Foles in, and they quickly committed to Foles because he led the comeback. It might have been the third game. But that's his game. I mean, we've seen right. that. Right. <laughs> Foles has done that his whole career. Yeah. He's the pickup, you know, pickup guy. Get the trash. Yeah. I, I hope they don't think, like, you know, we're going to let Trubisky kind of do the Mahomes thing for the, the year. Uh, because Foles is not that guy. No, he's not. It's one thing when you're doing that with Alex Smith and Andy Reid. But you're doing that with a mediocre quarterback and you know Matt Nagy who's a good coach but he's not Andy Reid. Right. So I uh, I don't know man. I don't, I'm hoping they figure out their quarterback situation sometime in our lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Uh but we'll see. Uh next next week 49ers Seahawks should be a good one. Uh Steelers Ravens will be a great one. Patriots Bills might be pretty good. Uh, that's all I'm seeing that I, I really want to see. Chargers Broncos, nah. Vikings Packers might be decent. Vikings have been a pretty big letdown this year. Yeah, they have. They have. Uh, Titans should blow the Bengals out. Rams. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch whatever I get, week. man. I'm I'm gonna probably get some random games. Uh. I'm definitely going to watch the Sunday night's game, whatever it is. That's the <laughs> Falcons-Panthers is the is the uh, Thursday night game, and the Sunday night game is the Cowboys and Eagles. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, and then the Monday is the Bucks and the Giants. <laughs> it's like the, the worst hell? three night games of the season. Wow, they just they th- what is this week seven, week eight, eight? Yeah, they just threw week eight in the garbage. Apparently, yeah. Cowboys Eagles probably wasn't supposed to be bad, right? The other if ones, Dak was playing, I would be excited for that game. Yeah, the other ones were, you know, they knew two years in advance that those two would be bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Falcons, man, they are just allergic to success at this point. <laughs> Yeah, they are. Oh, Todd Gurley, my guy. I don't want to hear the people who are, like, not mad at him because he had forward momentum. Yeah. My guy, you got the yards. Yep. Dude, he had forward momentum, like, seven yards away from the touchdown. Yep. And he clearly powered through even though everybody stopped touching him. And then realized an inch before the the touchdown, like, oh, shit, I should fall. Yeah. Come on, man. That is 
That is just bad IQ. And they fooled us. They did that typical nonsense of when they get a new coach, they turn up for a week. Yeah. Just to make it look like it was the coach's fault that we were sucking. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I got, man. Well yeah, said. Yeah, let's get into some music. All right. Uh, I'll play your gym from Ty Dolla Sign, which we've been talking about and awaiting for a while. This is uh, Universe featuring Kalani. Universe was for me to win. I'm happier than I've ever been, ever been, yeah. Feeling this could should be a sin, yeah. The universe was for me to win, yeah. The universe just gave me a leg. Sit down in angels, so fine and so thick, yeah. Feeling this could should be a sin, yeah. The universe was for me to win. Send me an angel. I woke up smiling this morning, feeling so grateful. I'm tripping in 40 pointers, mama, I made it. I had a dream about this feeling and I claimed it. Yeah, I embraced it. I'm so blessed and I probably don't deserve all this. And I know that, yeah, I know that I'm a mess, but you see more than the surface. Girl, you're more than beautiful, you're perfect. Oh, oh, oh. heaven only knows. Oh, oh, oh. You're more than what I want, you're what I need. Universe was for me to win. I'm happier than I've ever been, ever been, yeah. Feeling this could should be a sin, yeah. The universe was for me to win, yeah. The universe just gave me a leg. Sit down in angels, so fine and so thick, yeah. Feeling this could should be a sin, yeah. The universe was for me to win, yeah. Hurt when you came down to fall like that. Suck the land in the course, cause you all like that. Should've known it was God with no flaws like that All in all in that, I risk it all for that I don't know what I did in this life for the last To deserve such a past perfection Maybe I will fight so it lasts to the max And beyond, give me that blessing Heaven only knows, oh, 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 knows it's beyond what I want It's what I need, gotta give it up, oh, oh, oh You more than what I was for me to win. I'm happier than I've ever been, ever been, yeah. Feeling this could should be a sin, yeah. The universe must want me to win, yeah. The universe just gave me a leg. Sit down in angels, so fine and so thick, yeah. Feeling this could should be a sin, yeah. The universe must want me to win, yeah. now. Feeling like I just made a touchdown. Ten seconds on the clock, they can't stop us now. We on top of the world, me and my baby. Oh, but it ain't a rush now. Yeah, we moving fast, it's fast to crush now. Couple seconds on the clock and they can't stop us now. Just me and my, just me and my, baby. The universe was for me to win. I'm happier than I've ever been, ever been, yeah. Feeling this could should be a sin, yeah. Universe must want me to win, yeah. The universe just gave me a leg. Sit down and 
That was Universe featuring Kalani by Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, you want to jump right into that, Ty Dolla Sign? Yeah, let's let's start off with that. Featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, how many? Twenty five. Twenty five. So <laughs> we know what we're hearing first. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. It's too long. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, but I'm gonna keep it a hundred, man. I love this album. I loved it too. Uh, I, I had do. so much fun listening to this, man. I, I, it's not like a, like I'm not gonna brag about it being flawless or anything because I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. But I love how self-aware it feels. Mm, explain. Where a lot of the songs, uh. A lot of the songs feel like they're catered to the artist that's on the song. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of the, the title of the album, the joke about it. Yep. Uh, but that's that's how it feels. Mm-hmm. Where, like, bi- the Big Sean track, for example, definitely feels like a Big Sean track. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of examples of that. Uh, I think Temptations felt like a Kid Cudi song. Yep. Uh, Freak definitely felt like a Migos song. Yeah. Uh, there was, but there was, it wasn't every time that it was like that, but there was also, even when it was a Ty Dolla Sign track, uh, the artist fit in seamlessly. Yeah. I think Be Yourself sounded very Janae too. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, even like Ty Dolla Sign finally isn't trying to like be a rapper he isn't trying to like be this this kind of hook god or this feature god he, this this album sounds like he was having fun making it yeah it does what'd you think i think this was in in some sort of way a statement by him in saying that you know i sound good with everybody and yeah and there's so many songs that don't sound I guess it's, you kind of said this, but like another piece of that to me is that these don't sound like the same. Uh, they don't even sound like they were made at the same time, even though I know they were. They just sound so different. Like it doesn't sound like it's off the same album. It almost sounds like a greatest hits yeah. album. Yes. It doesn't sound like, oh, you know, they made all these songs and they all kind of sound similar. Like it's clear that he did these together. No, this sounds like a compilation of just great songs. Yeah, th- this whole album feels like like his comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. It does. Uh, and that's that's kind of where I go back to the self-awareness of it. Yeah, and, and you know, we've praised him for being one of those seasoning guys to, you know, he's the hot sauce you put on anything. He just he doesn't hurt. He doesn't hurt your songs. And now, yeah. when you see that <laughs> call back to the title, even the songs where people are featured, it sounds like he's featured. Yeah, and he fits in like a puzzle piece to all of them. 
Yeah, man. He he's, he's smooth. I I just love how every song is like quick. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, honestly, later in the albums, a couple of the tracks I think are a little bit longer, a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example, I really didn't like your turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it kind of killed the energy of the rest of the album for me. Yeah. Uh, but to me, he's just vibing. Like that's kind of <laughs> what his sound has always been catered to. Yeah. Uh, and he's like having fun. None of the songs are like too conceptual or too deep. They're just like fun tracks to hear. Yeah, they are. Uh, and, and honestly, I've for a twenty-five track album to really not drag, yeah. At least on the first listen, it didn't drag once. I agree. Uh, and then on top of that, like your individual songs are good. And he, I like how he slid them in between, you know, the high-level feature ones. Sometimes, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But he saved most of the sol- his solo songs for the second half. Yeah, he did. Yep. Uh, which I liked, man. I, I I thought they they were consistent with the mood of the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everywhere was another song I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. But like like I said, this is not a perfect album, but it's it's very it feels comfortable. It feels like he's in his bag, and the self awareness is on full display. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at the point where I'm cool if I don't hear DJ Mustard again. <laughs> like, I don't need to hear his beats anymore. There's, like, three people whose beat, who, like, really work his beats, and I'm cool if he sticks to them. But after that, yeah. you know, Tyga, Kid Ink, and Ty Dolla Sign, and that's it. Nope. <laughs> Nobody hey, man, else. Yeah, keep it simple. Yeah. I mean, him and Kid Ink have, are, like... You know, they haven't missed together for me. Uh, I agree. Him and Tyga rarely miss. And him and Ty all the signs sound great, but I feel like he's he's getting uh, surpassed by the other producers. And he's starting to sound old to me. Even though I like yeah, the tracks he's on in here, of course. And and his his beats, from what I like remember about them, not a lot of like versatility to him. No, it's not. Very up tempo, very like catered to club sound, dance sound. Yeah, uh, and he's kind of always been that. And maybe it sounds weird because we can't go out right now. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe once, maybe once Tyga, once COVID's over and Tyga's back in the clubs, his beats will, you know, kick back up where you want to hear him in the clubs all the time. But, you know, it's not it for me right now. But uh, yeah, who had your least favorite? guest feature ooh that's I was thinking that first time I heard it I was like mm, I honestly didn't like anybody on your turn uh huh uh, but for me the individual feature I didn't like the most <laughs> was probably Roddy Rich. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's fair uh, Roddy Rich, an honorable mention to uh, Anderson Pack. Wow, okay. And <laughs> usually Anderson so many strays. <laughs> All the time. Every every album. I'm not mad at that though. I didn't like him on there either. What about you? What was your pick? Guess. Oh dude, hold up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off. Guess. 
it was Future. <laughs> yeah. Future was, I'm sorry, I completely forgot. Future was by far the worst feature on here. Future was terrible. <laughs> Awful. And Young Thug was so good. I know. Young, like, it felt like a Young Thug, Young Thug song. And Future Sound, honestly, and this is, I think this is, I'm starting to realize, maybe this is why people fuck with Future so much. He sounded like he was too faded or too fucked up on the song. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, felt, he sounded was, like he tried to sabotage the song to me. Yeah, like he like he drank too much. Honestly, mm-hmm. he was like slow, completely off beat. Sound like he, he was doing that. Snuck into the studio late at night. Yeah, saw that on the hard drives. Like, yeah. hold on, let me see what I can do with this. Oh man. Yeah, it was bad. I I, I forgot how bad that was. I like the song, uh, mostly because of Young Thug and Ty Dolla Sign, but. Man, his shit was awful. Yeah, it, that was the worst for me. I didn't like Gunna's feature either, really. I liked the song, but I was cool. I'm just maybe I'm just yeah. The sick two of that were kind of mediocre to me were Gunna and Lil Durk. Yeah, I liked Lil uh, Durk. I I like Lil Durk's better, but I agree those two were definitely mediocre. I I wish he would do a collab album with just women for once. Like, cause him and dude, he's so fire with female artists. Yes, every time. So fire. Cause all the female ones are my top four features on here, or three features. They sound great. Yeah, man. Uh, Completely agree. I um, I really, you know, I know I'm in the minority here, but I've never really like hated a Ty Dolla Sign album. I didn't like Campaign that much. But other than Campaign, I never really disliked a Ty Dolla Sign album. But this was the first time I have seen like a true evolution of him. Like Beach House 3, I thought was underrated. And it was good. And he experimented with a lot of different sounds. He had a little reggae song on there. You know, he started... Um, messing around with like a lot of artists that he really hasn't worked with since then either, uh, which I was cool with. But this time, man, it's just this is the perfect album from him, from him to me. Yeah, at least so far. I think he can do better, but I'm not sure how much better. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's hard to imagine. Uh, but to me, I hope he keeps this like, like kind of just like a chill, not too deep of an album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said, just keep putting together fun tracks. And uh, why wasn't the J. Cole song on here? I don't know. Purple Emoji that came out like four years ago, it felt like, even though it was last year. <laughs> Feels like it's been so long. Uh, yeah, I, I I was disappointed we didn't get Wiz Khalifa on here. Yeah, uh, him and Wiz always do really great things, but mostly on Wiz tracks. Yeah, but you know, with how this sounded, it, it probably would have been like that. You know, because what he was doing right, with exactly, this. Exactly. Exactly. I like him and YG a lot too. I I would have liked a YG. I, they haven't missed for me much. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, but I'm not. Th- those are just like our personal kind of 
you know, wants. I'm not saying there wasn't enough features on here. No, definitely not. Uh, I was mostly satisfied with every feature I heard. Yeah. Spicy is a is a smash, by the way. Spicy might end up being one of his, like, uh, iconic songs, I feel like. If, if people were going out right now, it would really be better, but... Oh, dude, Expensive is, is, is a good, like, club track, too. Yeah, it is. Expensive. That hook, that hook is so good. Yeah, Expensive might be my favorite on there, actually. Uh, Have you seen the music video for it? No, it came out? Yeah, it's so funny. I gotta check it out. Dude, it's so funny, but, uh, yeah, man, Expensive was up there for me. I would say, uh, Universe is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for a third one, it's tough, man. I don't know. Like when I went back to it the second time, I kind of enjoyed like different tracks, like spicy. I enjoyed a lot more the second time. Me too. Uh, freak was a song. I really, I would say freak is probably my third one. Okay. Cause it kind of, it was first time in a long time where I had fun listening to Quavo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. Featuring Tidal Sign, good project. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, Ariana was the only other like new thing I heard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me your like your you know one you you kind of your first impressions of it since you did hear it. Uh. She sounds good, but. I don't know, man. It's hard for me to like say much about Ariana because I always get confused of what direction she's trying to go in. Like, I feel like she well said. She spins us around. Uh, the first album came out. It was nice. It was sweet. You know, she had some youth on there. The next album, she was talking about you know getting in bed with everyone for the whole album. Now, you know, I'm not knocking that. I, I understand. But then she comes with the heartbreak. Then she comes back with, you know, I'm, you know, I'm bad. You know, I, I wanted, I got it. That kind of, that was pretty much the <laughs> yeah. motto of the whole album. Uh, yeah. And now it's like, I don't know, man. She just confuses me. What do you think? Uh, you you said it very well. Like, I, I kind of think about it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the first thing I'm gonna say is I I hate that the first album I heard from her was Dangerous Woman. Yeah, because to me she hasn't come close to to, to topping that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've kind of I've kind of fallen into the public per- perception of her where she's like considered this top tier pop artist. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. Honestly, in my eyes, she's really not. Yeah. Uh, because, and I noticed this with, with Rihanna to a much lesser extent. Uh, Katy Perry also had this run. When when you're such a popular artist, uh, obviously Taylor Swift is another one. Yeah. When you're such a popular artist, <laughs> I'm going to make a basketball comparison. Every lob is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Every lob is right at the center of the rim, so all you got to do is measure your steps, jump, and put it in the basket. Yeah. But I'm not impressed with your bounce finishing perfect alley-oops. Yeah. 
I gotcha. And to me, since Dangerous Woman, I've been listening to pretty much every project, and she hasn't carried a song once. Yes. And her production is top tier every time. Yes. And her songwriting, by the way. Right. Which, you know, I'm not going to get into whether she's writing it or not. She's not. (laughs) (laughs) But go ahead. Like you said, like you said, it's very confusing. So this album, you look at it before you even listen to it. It's called Positions. You look at the the track titles. It's a sex album, right? You're going to be talking about sex pretty much the whole time. Yep. Yep. So so I got, you know, excited thinking maybe she'll get into a little R&B, which I've been waiting for three fucking albums for her to like really dive into R&B. Her voice is perfect for it. Yeah. She don't want to go that route cuz then the writing has to be more like deeper, more personal, more intense. The beats have to be less fire. Yes. Less upbeat. Yes. Yeah. And this is, to me, I'm starting to think that it's just kind of, she's kind of built to succeed. Yeah. She's she's very safe. Yes, man. And that's that's what I heard in this album. This album, pretty much all the beats, I, there was a couple songs I didn't like. I think POV I didn't really like. Same. Uh, but other than that, all the beats were pretty much fire. Yeah, they are. And, and honestly, she doesn't live up to like two or three of the beats on here. <laughs> Which ones? Call them out. Uh, love language, a hundred percent. Yes. Uh, obvious to me was also another one. Yep. And I would say thirty-four plus thirty-five. Yeah. And there's a couple other ones you could debate. Um, and again, don't get me wrong, like. If you if you're not a fan, it, just as an album, this is very good. Mm-hmm. This sounds good. A lot of these tracks I could hear on the radio and enjoying, but there's no depth here. No, it's not. There's no depth. Everything is so like, everything is so surface level. Yep. Now, with the exception of the weekend song, which is just which is exactly what I've been waiting from her. Yeah, and what I've been waiting for from the weekend. Dude, it, that was exactly the direction, the R&B direction I wanted her to go. And I heard that song, and I wish that was later in the album. Mm. Because then it wouldn't have fooled me into getting excited for the rest of the album. And remember before we listened, I said I usually like her better with features? Yes. This is, that, this is I why. was going to get to that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. But, but before I do... The, the subject matter here is so, like, this is a sex album. I've heard a lot of sex music, and I'm at a point now, if you're not going to be, if you're not going to be personal, if you're not going to, like, really connect or be deep about what you're talking about, it's not going to hit. Yeah, man. It, and you... everything, all, all the lyrics here felt like the most basic interpretation of dysfunctional relationships. <laughs> You know where I am with the subject matter, man. That was that was probably my biggest, uh, you know, my biggest issue with this. Um, and we'll, dude. I mean, this, the album is called Positions. Th- there's never a deep dive into positions. Yeah, and I, I really hoped because the video for Positions and even the song, more or less, I thought it would have like some uh, metaphors to the sex words, you know. Yeah. But no, like you said, it's just surface. It's all. It feels so basic. 
like you said, and and I can't believe how right you were about the features. <laughs> that was my last point. Uh, okay, I obviously the weekend knockout hit. Yeah, I understand. And he's hot. It, he's hot right now. So. Ty Dolla Sign to me was also a great track. Loved it. My favorite on the album. Let's. You mentioned Ty Dolla Sign is flawless with female artists. How many female artists has she been great with? Yeah. Nicki Minaj, check. Let's just go down the list of artists she hasn't been with. She would have been fire with Kilani. Fire. She would have been fire with uh, Dua Lipa. Fire. She would have been fire with, hell, even the rappers, Cardi B. She could have threw Meg on here for sure. 100%. Yeah. But you know what we got? We got Doja Cat. <laughs> For one track, yeah. Yeah. And she was, to me, the worst, by far the worst verse of the album. She sounded like she was on a different fucking song to me. <laughs> I, yeah. That's the thing. Motive was, setting, Motive was setting up to be my favorite track on here, and I still like it. Yeah. But Doja Cat is fucking awful on it. Yeah, she is. And I like Doja Cat, and I, I did not like that at all. I didn't. <laughs> I, I'm not really a fan of Doja Cat, but I've heard her sound good before. Yeah. She sounds good. Uh, so I was just shocked. I was like, okay, you know, Doja Cat's not the first female feature I would assume you would go to, but I'm I'm curious. I mean, she was even good with Iggy. Obviously, I mean, Smash, Jesse J. You know, like you said. Oh my God, so many artists. Yeah. It, it just, I was just so disappointed with how basic this album was. What's your favorite on here? Mm, I mean, off the table is like, I can't even pick it because it's by far to me the best song. Yeah, it's not even close. But honestly, Positions is probably the, the, the next closest. Yeah. And you know how much I hate when the single is the best fucking song. I don't know why Off the Table is not a single, by the way. Yeah, it should be a hit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Safety Net was really good, but I I wouldn't put it over positions. Mm-hmm. And, and I mentioned her letting down some of the beats, and you completely... Dude, Love Language should have been the best song on here. Yeah, I wish she gave that to somebody else. Oh, dude, that was exactly my thought process. Yeah. Like halfway through the song, I'm like, dude, this beat is so fire. Yeah. And she's like, she's fumbling the bag. Yep. That wasn't just a perfect alley oop. That was like going in the fucking basket <laughs> and she like she tried to grab it and completely hit the rim. You know the the lob, the like legendary lob Kobe threw to Shaq that yeah. Really probably went in. Shaq barely touched it. Yeah. It was that for sure. Yeah, and she grabbed it and just like, you know when you can't bring it down so you just like throw the ball. <laughs> That's what she did on there. Yeah. You're right. I just And I liked that I string to this... too. I liked I liked nasty to um two positions. But love language definitely um you know, she fumbled that. I thought she fumbled West Side too. Yeah, I I still liked it, but you know, I don't I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to feel that consolation liking. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about um 
the one that I said was trash, the album Sweetener. Like the whole thing on yeah. it, that whole album to me was consolation. Like, oh, this is good, but yeah, I still like it. That's the thing. Like, she's too good. She's I don't know if she's too good of an artist or if her label is that committed to her. But like, nothing she puts out is like can be qualified as bad music. Right. But she's just uh, honestly, man, I'm good on listening to her. I, I don't know if I'm ever gonna listen to another album by her. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. And this this honestly, in hindsight, is probably my next favorite after a Dangerous Woman. Oh, that's OD. <laughs> well, you you mean since it since Dangerous Woman? Since Dangerous oh, Woman. Okay. Alright. Cause both her first two albums are better than this. To me. Um Since I don't know, I gotta go back to before Dangerous Woman, I I don't remember. I, I did go back to them after Dangerous Woman, but Dangerous Woman was the first one I heard from her. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, man, that just that set the bar too high for her. Yeah, it did. It did. All right. <clears throat> That's all you listen to? You. Uh, Karma 3 Deluxe, I definitely got. Yeah, let's do that. That was the first thing I listened to. I mean, I don't really have that much to say on it. It was good. I mean, yeah, it, he it did the the one kind of qualification I judge uh, deluxes by. Does it fit with the album? Mm-hmm. Don't just give me like extra. You were in the studio. You made some extra tracks. Throw them on your good album. Right. Uh, this fits with the rest the rest of the album to me. Yeah, me too. And I like how he added more, uh, you know, songs for the ladies on there. I guess more yes. or less. I liked I liked Solid a lot with um Dej Loaf. Uh yeah, I mean him and Chris Brown haven't missed yet. I think this is their second or third song together. I mean it's hard to miss with Chris Brown, you know? Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised. Some people <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> but that's cause uh Chris Brown he he has so many shot attempts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love Jeezy on the Handsome remix because Handsome was probably my favorite track of the initial album. Yeah. Uh, and and I love Jeezy on there. It was a perfect fit. Perfect I fit. thought I thought him and G Herbo sounded really good together. They did. I liked that a lot. Uh, I liked that a lot. But that's like he's continuing to show, like you said, his growth as an artist is apparent every project. Yeah, it is. It's went up and up and up. And I, you know, I don't know if he has someone new backing him, or, uh, you know, somebody new in the studio. But since, um, like this, this these last three, the stretch, like the Styles P one was good, Survival and Karma three, it, it's like a completely different artist. Like he's that much better to me. Yeah. Um, the consistency is so is so unexpected yes his percentage has just went so way up way yeah, way bro. up yeah all right it's like uh it's like what lou dort did in game seven <laughs> yeah but he's just like he's like if lou dort comes next year and is continuing to do that yeah that's what dave east is doing right now yeah yep um okay so i I took one for the team. 
I listened to all the Trey songs album. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, man. <clears throat> this is not, and this statement has nothing to do with Trey songs. Sway Lee is not a good singer, and the music industry and the fans need to acknowledge that he cannot sing. I know his voice sounds cool sometimes, but him on a song with Trey songs. <laughs> it was really bad, dude. Oh man, really bad. And you know, it's one of those that, and this is where Sway Lee has his you know fans come in, come into play because I think some people will like it. But when I'm listening to the rest of Trey Songz's this album, uh, which I think this might be Trey's best vocal performance that I've heard, and maybe because it's 22 songs. I think his vocals sounded better on here than I've ever heard them sound. Um, like he truly carried a lot of these songs. They're really good R and B. Um, you know, you know what you're getting with Trey as far as the subject matter goes. Right. Let me lay you down. The clothes are coming off. That kind of stuff. That didn't change. Yep. But he, he really, like, um, his vocals were just great on here. He was crooning on here, and uh. You know, like I said, with Sway, I hated that song, but every other song was was solid. I'll say solid. I, I won't say any song on here was great. The singles were really good. Um, I, I think Circles was a single. Uh, Back Home, the one I played on the intro was Summer. That was a single. Ty Dolla Sign song was pretty good. Um, the DeVito song, I did not like at all. Uh, he tried to go with the Caribbean, uh, <laughs> Caribbean Trey songs. No, thank you. Uh, but everything else on here, man, it's solid. You know, like I said, you know what you're getting. Nothing was that different from one another. That's one thing I think has been the knock on Trey, where a lot of his sex songs that aren't singles sound the same. He kind of puts a single on there with a bunch of cookie cutter songs. And yeah, that didn't change. <laughs> it didn't change at all. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got. I don't. I can't really save as good or bad. It's just another Trey Songs album. It's just mediocre. Yeah. So I I I didn't really. I got back into like watching more stuff, and we could talk about that uh, after the the next uh, break. But uh, I've been going back to music like over the weekend, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went back to like completely random. I, Victory Lap was just such a great album. Great, classic. Uh, and 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 YouTube kind of sets me up because you like I sometimes when I'm, I have to make a short drive, mm-hmm. uh, I pop on like a song on YouTube. Yeah. And it it like I played a, I think it was Gold Roses I played. Yeah. And all of a sudden, some of the Nipsey Victory Lap songs were uh, recommended to me. Yeah. And I listen to two of them, and I'm like, "Damn, I gotta go back to the album. It's so good." Yeah, it is. Uh, and it's just, it's, it gets better and better every time I listen to it. Honestly, it's a classic. Classic. Yeah. It's, you know, that's one of the last. Um, that's up there in my top ten as far as the modern classics. Hundred percent. Yeah. I would really have to like. Those kind of lists are always so tough to put because you're you're like guaranteed to forget something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's 
he's a hundred percent in there. Yeah, I'll finish with you know eighteen in my top ten, but <laughs> the sentiment <laughs> is there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I listened. I also listened to the Black Thought album. Oh yeah, man! I gotta get to that. Yeah, it's some of the best rapping. I mean, you, you know what you're getting with Black Thought. You're getting yeah. That was that was my as soon as I saw him drop, I'm like, oh, I. If the rapping wasn't good enough this year, he's gonna take it a step up. Yeah, you're getting the bars. You're getting the bars. Um, and they were great, man. Uh, the beats on here were impressive. They were different than what I thought I would get from Black Thought. I thought I thought I would get like roots type beats, not at all. There, some of them were really, really hard. They were just really good songs. Um, it's one of those albums I don't know if I can like rank because sometimes with the rappers, especially the New York guys, you know, there's no hooks. Um, they're not really songs. It's just almost like a showcase of talent, you know. Yeah, and that's how this is in certain, um, pretty much all of them, all the songs, to be honest. But uh, majority of them, for sure, are just those. You know, beats hard. My rapping is hard. It's just great listening. But I don't know if I'd rank it as far as like an album, just because there's no, the song making isn't all there. That's all. Uh, I got. But you. I loved it. I loved it. I've been playing it over and over again. It stopped me from listening to two other albums because I've been playing it so much. Mm. Uh, but yeah. What were the other two? They, they, right? That was one that you wanted to get to? I listen, I did listen to that. I listened to that. I listened to that first, actually, because it was short. Um, oh, okay. But it stopped me from Joiner and somebody else had a deluxe. I was... I think it was Kiana Lede, I think. Somebody I liked earlier that was like a sleeper for me had a deluxe that I wanted to hear, but didn't get mm-hmm. to it. Uh, just cause I was bumping that so much, but I didn't get to the joiner either. Um, I listened today and man, <laughs> well, I, I don't want to say anything about it until you listen to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to check it out within the next, unless, Unless this music weekend is going to be packed, I should check it out. Yeah, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be too packed. Yeah, I haven't heard anything big that's coming and out. We we got the head start on Ariana, so. Right. Uh, yeah. I will say we kind of got away from uh, the singles a little bit last like month or two. So many albums have come out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so many good ones. Yep. Uh, but uh, Neo Neo dropped a "You to Love" remix. Yeah, and we I forgot that we never talked about how vicious that song is. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it's such a. It brings me back to the like the throwback Neo, like the mid two thousands, late two thousands vibes. Mm-hmm. And it's the remix is good, Lil man. Dirk and Queen Nigga. Okay. Yeah. I like it. He, you know, that song samples like. I don't know how they realize to sample so many songs in, into one song and make it sound that yeah. good. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like three different samples in there and it, they're all fire together. I'm just happy to hear him back. Like to me, I, I he's a guy who could come back and not be washed to me. Oh yeah, for sure. I think he could fit right into with the current climate of music. Yeah. But what happened? Like, why did he go to pop? Who told him I, to do I, that? 
I hate that person. Who ga- <laughs> whoever whoever said that. Who gave him that terrible advice? I really hate that person. That Good Man album was garbage. That that hit. What's the hit off of there? Um. Uh, what is that song? I don't know the name of it, but they play it all the time. But either way, that album was just so so pop. It was like a felt like a Jonas Brother album or something. Yeah, I I just don't understand why certain artists feel the need to like adjust drastically. <laughs> yeah. Like Ludacris was a guy who tried to do that. Why? Yeah. Like I just don't get it, man. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Eminem is a guy who at at certain points has tried that like why the worst part is when they try it when they're great at what they do already yes it's different when it's like guys who aren't solidified as like uh, big artists in their field like Mario for instance he's good and he's good at R&B but if he you know tried to go over to like pop I wouldn't be mad at it because he's not getting yeah. like enough R&B attention now. So it wouldn't like shock me or interrupt his music. But Neo was like at the top of his game when he decided to make pop songs. Yeah. That um what is that? You know who's a guy who executed that like that kind of reach for new genres probably perfectly? Oh. Tory Lanes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tory Lanez was underrated for a long time. He said once he became like kind of a mainstream artist, he said, "I'm not a rapper." Yeah, I I can blend like anything together. Yep. And it's now he's I mean you know throw away the current situation. Prior to that, he was one of the hottest artists in the game. Yeah, and I mean he came, he started out with those two that were like, I don't know if you'd call them pop, but they were definitely radio hits. The uh, what is the one? Um, say it, and yeah, yeah, say it was. In hindsight, it was whack. I know. And then um, love. What's the love. other one? God damn it, love. Yeah, L U V. Yeah, and that love was a hit, it's mega hit. And yeah, yeah, people didn't know he was so dynamic in other ways. You know, the rapping, the like real singing, because he didn't really sing yeah. on either of those. Yeah, but but he he tried it in the first. I don't. I just don't think it hit in the first album as much. Yeah, it it didn't. Uh, it didn't. But he but he stuck with it, man. And he clearly there was a growth as far as like how he approached a lot of these other genres. Yeah, yeah. He's another one of those guys that you know, Ty Dolla Sign esque, where he could work with anybody. It really yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, his difference is that he always sounds like Tori, and he steals the show a lot of the times, opposed to being the seasoning. Yeah, he's like you know, he <laughs> if Ty Dolla Sign is the salt, he's the pepper. <laughs> like you really taste him when he's in the song, but Ty Dolla Sign, eh, he may enhance what's already going on, but you know, uh. I don't think I have anything else as far as uh, albums or music news. Do you have any news? Uh, music news, no. Oh, Drake! Drake announced January. Oh right, right. Let me let me tell you one thing, man. 
let me tell our listeners, I am a sucker for the journey like through the past thing. Did you see the promo? No. He he like it showed like a kid version of him. It was the actor. But like he was looking up and the sky was raining money and he like reached up and then he started floating and then he created the so far gone cover. Then it showed Drake like sitting at the same uh table as the take care cover. Then it showed him uh, like it zoomed in on him and he like started tilting his head and then the clouds came behind him. You, you gotta, you gotta see it. I don't want to say it like describing it doesn't really tell you how cool it was. Okay. But I'm a sucker when artists take us back through the journey, man. Every time big Sean did it to me once. I don't remember what album it was, but he did it to me once. Drake's doing it again, man. I'm excited. J. Cole did it very well on uh, Forest Hills Drive. Yes. Yes, he did. And in the promos, too. He, he did it really well. Um, I'm a sucker for those, man. They get me every time. And I always... I, I hate to have the anticipation, but, um, you know, I can't stop it. I got you. I'm going to check it out. I mean, I got some time, but, I'm, I mean, you know, Drake... Yeah, Drake gets me hyped if he does nothing. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, like I said, I went Gold Roses is OD. Yeah, it is him specifically on there. It's just OD. And I I feel like that was so underrated too. Maybe because it wasn't. Yeah, upbeat. it didn't. It didn't hit like I, I guess we thought it would. I, I definitely thought it would, and I wonder why. I don't. It's just money. Money in the grave has more, more of like a, like a radio appeal, I guess. Yeah, it does. That's true. That's true. And I probably listen to Money in the Grave more than Gold Roses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, Gold Roses is so good. Yep, it is. Drake, man, I don't even know how I, I'm gonna explain Drake to like the next generation. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to say, like, how do you describe him? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. I'm going to play a gym real quick, and we'll be back uh, for our final uh, topics. This is Fuel by uh, Black Thought Office Streams of Thought, Volume 3. Pick peers for the city. I'm in Ernest Hemingway portrait painted by Ernie Barnes. Clean sneakers and dirty horns. Last soldier of 30 gone. Who lost hope but still journeyed on. Yet I'm the reason we gon' have to get the gurney form. Karma police carrying customized cuffs for me. I hope these taped up guns are still bust for me. I had the whole it wasn't enough for me it got me feeling like the lord lost trust for me i made a means to an end when there were no wins i burned bridges i'd sworn to be eternal friends the last ones i ever intended to turn against until we grew our separate ways like fraternal twins so to the chosen few with whom i need to reconcile my mother's mother my only brother my second child i've always loved you although that was rarely said aloud so take forever i guess better late than never proud Listen. Fellows with the eye. 
identify with the dead or the living. I don't know. Maybe my people set up to fall like a domino. America the beautiful. Go ask Geronimo. What's the worst they could do to you? I bet my mama know. I bet my father know your honor. Throw the book at us. Even if justice wasn't blind, she'd never look at us. I want that clutch of what I could not touch. I was trying to get what I could get before I get locked up. And when that death clock struck, I was depressed enough to go ahead and press my luck. They held me down so long, I figured I should just rise up like helium from the delirium. Trying to change my skin color like a chameleon. But all my best years of life behind are still ahead of me. What would I leave behind if I was over everything? The foundation for creation of a better me. That's honestly the true definition of legacy. Streams of Thought, Volume 3, Cain and Abel. I'm so, this, this is one of the rare positives out of this uh, COVID. Uh-huh. Because normally if, you know, their show was still going normally, I, I can't imagine he would put out this album. Yeah, right. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm happy that he put it out. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard. I mean, it, that beat on this one, I mean... That's not even the best beat on the album. The beats are just This is a great this is a great project. I I watched a couple things uh before we get out of here. I I caught up on The Boys season 2. Okay. Wait, wait. I'm halfway. Don't don't say anything yet. I, I'm not going to say anything. I will say they up the ante on the violence. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. What episode are you on? I think I'm on 5. Yeah, I think I'm on five. So, okay, f- 
Okay. Did you, have you seen the whale? Yeah. Situation. <laughs> yeah. That's the last one I watched. <laughs> so. Okay, that was OD. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting inside of it um, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but man, I. I don't know, man. I don't think everybody would like this show. It's hard. It's a tough one to recommend. Every uh, because it is kind of a slow burn. Yeah, nah. Every, uh, definitely not everyone would like it. But I, I really like the humor in it. To me, it's really funny. It's really, it's a little deeper than a lot of like shows with humor. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it's a good show, and uh, you know. It has it's underrated for the actors that are in there. It's really good actors yeah. on there. Car- Carl Urban, I mean, has Carl Urban ever been bad? Well, he I scratched that. He has. I think he's been in bad things, but I don't think he's I don't been think bad. he's been yeah. bad yet. No, not to me. He's he's a lot of fun, man, and he's he's got the versatility to be in pretty much every genre. Yeah. Yeah. John Carlo Esposito is on there. I mean, a yeah. legend. Um I mean, Homelander, Anthony Starr just steals every scene practically. He does. He's a great actor, man. And you've never seen him in anything else? No. Oh, man. You have to watch Banshee. His show, uh, it was on Cinemax, I want to say 2014, maybe. I think it ended in 2016 or 17. Okay. I mean, you, you have it now. I mean... Yeah, yeah, I'm turning up with 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 what I got now. Yeah, you you got to check it out. I think you would like it. It's violent too, but um, it's pretty. Okay, cool. so I got the positive out there, and I've I've been watching uh, like random horror movies. Still, I I watched a really good, uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, the classic. Uh, I I don't know if there is a classic. It's the one from 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, when I say with Jennifer Carpenter, when I say classic, I mean. Like, not new this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's dude. It's a sleeper. It is. Uh, it's I I I'd heard about it before, but like, it's not really on any of the the streaming, you know, networks. Yeah. At least I couldn't find yeah. it. Uh, but it's it's really well, good. She acted. You know, she did her thing in there. That's oh, t- probably her best performance. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she was really good in Dexter too, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I just she really just every scene she was in was like intense. Yep. Uh, but something I watched that I wouldn't have watched if you didn't hook me up was Mulan. <laughs> okay. And and that was the first thing I watched. So you know, you hooked me up, and and my girl was like, "Let's watch Mulan because we wouldn't have watched it otherwise." Right. And I was like, I really don't want to, but, you know, okay. Uh. <sighs> Dude, Disney, okay, they started off three for three. They went, uh, I believe it was Cinderella, they went Jungle Book, and then they went Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. All all buckets. Yeah. And, and the executives or whoever's working there... They got hyped. They got hyped. They were like, "Man, we could, man, we could remake all our animated shit and and just rake it in." Yeah. No, you can't. No, you can't. How 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 many have have they failed at now? 
They're three again, I think. Right? And and don't this Mulan to me is a complete failure. Complete? Dang. I didn't watch okay, it yet. Complete I didn't watch it yet. may be a stretch. I didn't watch it yet. So I'm I mean if it's complete, I'm cool with with you saying that. Like if you if you're not a fan of Mulan, I think you could watch this movie and, and enjoy it for kind of its own thing. Yeah. But dude, this this movie does such a disservice. There's okay, it's called Mulan. There's no progression to actually becoming Mulan. Mm. Explain that dude, real quick. She starts off okay, so in the animated she always had chi. Yeah. Uh, and and she starts off. She's kind of like you could tell that she's st- like a strong woman, uh-huh. uh, which is kind of just unexpected in this culture. Okay, that, I'm not mad at like the cultural undertones, uh, but this movie somehow drags at every scene. Mm-hmm. This movie, what's the the iconic moment of the animated movie? Uh. Well, the the song where she's like becoming oh, Mulan, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Uh, I don't remember how it goes because I'm not like a super fan. Yeah. Uh, and Mulan was probably one of my lesser. Like I watched it when I m- moved to this country, but that was it. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's no like I said. I don't want to spoil everything. I don't want to spoil anything actually, but. This movie misses that moment. It it doesn't even it doesn't even try to have that moment. Mm. And to me, that was the most mind blowing thing because, you know, the casting is great. They kind of touch on all the beat the regular beats. Obviously, she fakes being a man in the army, uh, and that's probably the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. The best part of the movie is her like fake training with with her squad. Mm, and that was like minor in the uh that was minor this dude that is ha- probably half of this movie yeah that's rough that's that's terrible it, and it goes from that it like drags on that half and to me it dragged well in that instance but a lot of the other stuff like it just ran through mm-hmm. and it takes liberties that i, I thought were kind of weird and unnecessary uh, the the eagle in the animated movie is like a witch in this one, hmm. and it's it's just weird. Mm-hmm. And, and like what what the witch ends up doing makes no sense. And I just I'm not gonna like again if you if you it's it's worth a watch because Donnie Yen is in there he's great I mean Jet Li is the emperor is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, her dad I don't know the actor's name but. It, He's great in everything I see him in. Uh, and I think the actress that played Mulan is pretty good. And this is one of her first starring roles, right? I think yeah. so. Okay. But this movie has no depth, no... It, it honestly shouldn't have been called Mulan. This is just completely different to you? If, if, they, if they had, like, changed certain concepts and just kind of took the punches of, Oh, you're ripping off Mulan... I think it would have been a much better movie. Mm, gotcha. All right. Uh, is is her dad the one from Rush Hour? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like him. He's a yeah. legend too for me. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, 
let's see. It's uh, Dumbo was sickening. Oh, oh, dude, I'm gonna cry. I couldn't finish Aladdin. I couldn't get through. It's just I'm gonna cry. Lion King. We already know what happened there. <laughs> That's four, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah four. Yeah, all all like to this day vicious animated movies. Yeah. Dumbo was my favorite. And they just like shit on them. Yeah, Dumbo was really, really gross. And the worst part, Dumbo, Dumbo is really difficult to get through. It is, and the worst part, the actors, great actors, great actors in there, and you still decide to destroy it. Tim Burton. I mean, why, why him? That's that's the number one question. And the worst part was they didn't let him use his go-tos. Tim Burton, Johnny Depp. I know, I know, <laughs> insane. Bring us Johnny Depp. You know what Dumbo reminded me, and this happened with uh, with Guy Ritchie when they made him fucking make uh, King Arthur. Yeah. Like you, you gotta like. There's certain directors you can't. You can't give them the idea. They have to create it. Yeah. And you see that when you give somebody an idea that doesn't... Like, it just doesn't work a lot of the time. I saw a meme that said uh, Guy Ritchie uses Charlie Hunnam so much because he looks like him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to trash Guy Ritchie because he he came back in a big way. He did, uh, he did. With the gentleman, yeah. so good. Yeah. It'll probably make my top ten movies of the year list. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, the the year is pretty limited with the stuff that came out, but yeah. Yep. All right. Oh, dude, you reminded me of Aladdin. Oh. Aladdin was really bad. So bad. <laughs> Why did it have like? It felt like they added singing there in Aladdin yes like there's no moment of no singing but it like it doesn't have and Mulan has got similar issues it doesn't have like a soul right it feels empty like an empty shell yeah I just I hate it why yeah same thing with Lion King it's just a carbon copy why yeah I don't know I don't get it and like some of the stuff, some of the stuff you have to change to fit reality, right? Yeah. Because not everything in in animated movies doesn't work in real life. Right. That's true. In a lot of these, like I thought, Jungle Book did such a good job of humanizing every character, including animal characters, in the movie. Yeah. And a lot of these newer movies are just ripping off the animated movies. Yeah. It just hurts, man. It hurts. Yep. I have nothing to add there. Uh, I haven't seen anything, really. I will say that Good Lord Bird, the Good Lord Bird with Ethan Hawke, the um, John Brown... uh, dark comedy on Showtime mm-hmm. is great. Great. Okay. Ethan Hawke. I'm a big Ethan Hawke fan. Well, not big. I'm an Ethan Hawke fan. I like him yeah. a lot. Um, 
he does great in this man it's funny but it's also you know because it's about the slave abolitionist uh Mm. but it's like a funny take on him it's just good it's good I, i can't really see anyone disliking it because it's a good mixture of humor dark humor but also like being serious and historical um they did a really good job with it. It's not over yet. I think it's like three more episodes uh, coming, but um, it, it's really good. I've been watching that lately. Uh, as far as other shows, I don't think I've seen anything else. As like, I haven't finished anything else yet. Yeah, I, I think my next my next order of business is uh, Jack Ryan season two. You haven't finished that yet. I haven't even started. Oh it. man. Yeah, that's yeah. You gotta finish that. You gotta get through that for sure. Uh, I'm, I want to say one thing. Um, this is my last thing. Vice News. I mean, Vice, the channel Vice. They mm-hmm. have this special called Fringe Nation. Um, it's been going on. I think this is the fourth week. It's went on. I urge everyone, all our listeners, everyone on the planet, to watch those, because like. This world is crazy, man. You got to know that these uh, groups, it's about like the different groups that are um, emerging lately with the uh, social unrest. Yes. It's so cringy how like that's just become a thing. Man, you have no idea. Like this stuff is serious, dude. It's dangerous. It's Dude, this scary. QAnon shit is 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 terrifying. It is like not the not the the fucking conspiracy of it. The leading, how confident people are in it, bro. Did you know Germany is like the second capital of it? I mean, oh the my God. country of Germany, like they're other than the U.S. No one follows QAnon more than Germany. Oh my God, <laughs> dude! Remember you sent me that thing from the girl. And it was basically about this. And you, you like, we both kind of laughed it off as like, she's crazy. Which one? The, um, Like the, basically the QAnon conspiracy that it's a bunch of pedophiles out there running the country. Oh yeah. 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 Like people are buying into this shit. Yeah. It's bad. And it, like, oh my God, it's. I just I don't understand what is going on. People on demand, on uh, some of it is on YouTube. You can find it um, on their site. It's called Fringe Nation. Look it up. You have to watch it. That's all. That's all I got on it. Uh, you have anything else? Um, no. Uh, when did they set the draft? November twenty eighth, twenty third, twenty. That sounds right. Um, One of those, late November, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's interesting 18th. that eighteenth. Uh, oh, the eighteenth. Yeah. Okay, a little bit more in the middle. Uh, it's interesting that from the reports, a lot of the teams, a lot of the top teams, seem unsure about who they're going to take. Yeah. Uh, and, and the other interesting report that I saw was that the a lot of the free agents have already come to agreements. Mm. Okay, moratorium. I think uh, it's called. E- yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be interesting. I feel like there's a good chance we'll get hit with uh, 
a lot of moves in a short time span. Yeah. Uh, so we might have to might have to put out a few extra episodes at a certain point. I'm down with that. Down with it. All right. Uh, to take us home, some Wiz, Snoop, Ty Dolla Sign. This is you and your friends. And I got all this drink pulled up I bought all these bottles up in this club Came in with all my dogs But I'm trying to leave with you and your friends Yeah Trying to leave with you and your friends Jays, fly with the stars. Don't gotta ask the price, cause you already know. Watch full of ice, no light, it still glow. It's you and your friends, me and my dogs. Left your nigga to be with my squad. He talk a lot of shit, but he ain't really on. He hit it too soft, but me, I go hard like, ooh, baby. When you with me, you go crazy. I want you to be my lady. Girl, you can bring your girlfriends, I ain't hating. I got all these chains brought up, and I got. I'm parked out front in a Range Rover. Coke white so tight, game over. Coop to the block, bop to the bank. Car full of girls in a blue Mustang. Four of y'all, more of y'all, caravan. VIP, modeling hand, bottling hand, wobble again. I make it crack in the back of a Benz while cracking a friend on the highway. Just me and Wiz with a dirty dozen about to handle this. Uh, was they cousins or was they twins? I love it when they both go all in like that. This one and that one. See, he wants the cute one. I want the fat one. Cause she pay what she rang. I'm looking for a Jennifer holiday in my life. I got life. all these J's bought up, and I got all this drink bought up. I bought all these bottles up in this club. Came here with all my dogs, but I'm trying to leave with you and your friends. Yeah, trying to leave with you and your friends. Friends.